The first episode is here and I am so excited to share it with you guys. I'm going to give a little background about who I am and also talk about what led me to get to the point where I was comfortable enough to not only create a podcast, but share it with everybody else. I'm going to just let you know right now, we're going to get a little vulnerable, but that's okay because it's a learning experience and we real right here, right? I'm also going to give some insight on how I came up with the name. So without further ado, I present to you the Sophista Ratchet Intellectual, a podcast Cute intro. Hi there, and welcome to The Sophista Ratchet Intellectual, a podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Milano. Join me as I navigate through life and all its complexities, from spirituality to amazing books and reviews to relationship issues and everything in between. This is a place where sophisticated intellect and ratchet intersect because a woman can be both unapologetically. Enjoy. Okay, so I had the episode already taped, but after I listened to it again, it just seemed very... I was holding back. And part of the reason why I created this platform was to discuss real life unfiltered and raw and me holding back isn't really doing that so i did wake up and i'm like hey we just about to start from scratch and redo this so yeah i'm really excited to be able to say i have a podcast and this is my first episode when i say that this has been a long time coming people have been telling me for forever that I should have a YouTube channel or a podcast or something of that nature. And I was completely against the idea. I wasn't here for it. The thought of my voice being so accessible to other people just, it was intimidating, which is very weird because I talk a lot and I talk to strangers all the time. I'm the person who will spark up a full-blown conversation with the maintenance man, or with the cashier at Target, that is so me. So to shy away from having a podcast when I'm very opinionated. So it is weird that I did shy away for so long. But we will talk about that a little later. I am known as Chanel Milano on most of, if not all of my social media platforms. My name is Jennifer, so don't be surprised if you hear me referred to by that as well. I'm at a place right now where I have a couple different names, so bear with me. We gonna get to a place with one name, maybe. Probably not. I don't know. A little about me. I am a social worker by profession. I am also a spiritualist. I'm clairaudient, which means I receive intuitive information and messages through hearing. Sometimes it's like a thought in my head, but it's not really my thought. Other times it may be a high-pitched noise in my ear or buzzing in my ear, or sometimes even like a pressure in my ear to let me know to be aware that a message might be coming. And sometimes the messages are for me, There are times where I receive messages for other people, like I might be having a conversation with a friend and 
I start saying stuff that's incredibly wise. Even though I want to think of myself as this super wise woman, I know it wasn't me. And there have been times where my friends are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you just, you just caught me out like that. How you do that? So there's that. I'm also clear sentient, which is kind of like being an empath, but a little more heightened. I am very sensitive to the energy of others, also to the emotions of others. I physically feel them and um, it, it could be good or sometimes overwhelming. When people are feeling joy, I can pick up on it and I'll feel very happy. But on the other end, if someone is upset or sad, I feel that too. And there have been times where I know I'm happy, but I'm overwhelmed by an intense feeling of sadness or grief or anger or frustration. And it's somebody else's feelings. People who are clear sentient sometimes have a strong connection with nature. I am one of those people, particularly birds. I receive messages from birds. I'm also a womanist. I advocate for and prioritize Black women and their needs, their voices, their experiences. My womanism is intersectional and inclusive as fuck. So I do advocate for the LGBT community. So if you're against that, this probably isn't the space for you. I just want to put that out there. If you aren't aware, womanist is a phrase that was coined by Alice Walker, who is a phenomenal writer. If you have not read one of her works, please do so after this podcast. You will not be disappointed. I am pro-Black as fuck. I am incredibly passionate about the Black community and issues faced within the Black community, particularly those of Black women. Like I said, I prioritize and advocate for the needs of Black women. I'm also a baby astrologer. I say that because... I do have some um, knowledge of astrology. I can do basic birth chart readings and interpretations. I'm working on perfecting my craft so I can get to the point where I'm able to do full birth chart readings and transit readings. So please be on the lookout for that because soon come, soon come. So that's a little bit about me. And I do want to talk about What made me decide to do a podcast, because I know I did mention that this has been brought to me before and I've been completely against it. So it started and um, I guess came full circle with the loss of my grandfather, which was very unexpected. Um, It happened last year, the end of April. And it happened at a time where I was already kind of stressed and it it was not the best time for me just because of personal situations, things at my job. And then with the unexpected loss of my grandfather, it was a lot for me because I didn't really deal with a lot of loss growing up. And the last couple of years, I did unfortunately lose a few grandparents, which was very hard for my family and I, as you can imagine. And following the loss of my grandfather, about a month later, I was taken out on mental health leave from my job, 
which was not um, directly related to my grandfather. But like I said, it was a lot of stuff that was already going on then. So it peaked. I was taken out of work. And around that same time, I ended up moving to a new um, location uh, within the same city, but it's still a new home, a move. My job was not paying me while I was out on mental health leave. So I'm moving. I also had a pre-planned vacation and now I'm unexpectedly out on mental health leave and not receiving an income, which created financial chaos. And that was just stressful as hell. So as you could probably imagine, I just was not in a good place last summer at all. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I was drained. I was incredibly depressed and not myself. Um, The place I ended up moving to was hell. I was uncomfortable. I was completely out of my element and I hated it there. I lasted about two months before I got up out of there. I was also um, dealing with some conflict with people close to me, which impacted me as well. And then when I got back to work after being gone for a month, that was hell. It was just very stressful. So I was like just depressed and I wasn't myself for months. By October, I had a breaking point and I was at the place where if something didn't change, I was going to have a full-blown meltdown, like a full-blown lock me up in somebody's institution because no, something had to give. I was over it. I didn't like feeling how I was feeling. Typically, I'm a bubbly person. I'm genuinely a happy person. And I was so not myself. I felt weighed down and just angry, confused, sad, lost, things that I'm not used to feeling. And I wasn't here for any of it. So in October, I don't remember how exactly. I'm going to say it was the universe really just pushing me in the direction. I ended up learning about two incredible young women who were just what I needed at that time. I spoke to both of them separately And from those conversations, it kind of sparked a journey of self-growth and self-love, where it's not to say that I didn't love myself, but I was the person who prioritized other people's needs over my own. So I realized that a lot of times we pour into other people and we go out of our way for other people. And we give, give, give externally without replenishing ourselves and pouring back into ourselves. And from those conversations, I learned that I was one of those people who I I clearly lacked boundaries. I definitely lacked boundaries. And I had a hard time saying no because I didn't want to be perceived as a bad person. So I would agree to things I really didn't want to do. I was constantly giving to people and it wasn't always being reciprocated. And that's not to say it's really anyone else's fault but my own because, you know, I could have said no. I just wasn't at that place where I felt comfortable doing so. My throat chakra was blocked as fuck. That's the two takeaways I got from those conversations that I lacked boundaries 
and my throat chakra was blocked because I had a hard time asserting myself, saying no when I didn't want to do something, which is very ironic because people consider me to be outspoken and assertive, and I can be. However, when it's um, with people that I care about, I'm not as assertive as I should be most of the time. And I'm just going to claim Zodiac because I'm a Libra. And if you know anything about Libras or um, the Zodiac or astrology, you will know that we like balance and peace. We love other people to be happy and we just want to be happy. And we avoid conflict like the Black Plague. And that was me. I didn't want to say no to potentially have a conflict with someone. I didn't like it. So I did start um, in October with just focusing on myself and trying to pour into myself and just prioritize my needs. And it was very hard at first because I wasn't used to focusing on myself. I wasn't. My self-care was atrocious, which is crazy because, as I mentioned before, I'm a social worker. So I spend my days telling people that they need to focus on their mental health and that they need to prioritize self-care, yet I failed to do so. So from October to December, I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, what works for me as far as self-care, meditation, stuff like that. And I was not consistent with it. And I was better in the following months between October and December. I was definitely better than where I was mentally prior to October, but I still wasn't back to myself. And then come December, I hit a, it wasn't a breaking point, but I don't really know what to describe it as. But in December, something came over me. And I, I think that's when I really started a spiritual journey which was not intentional at all. It just kind of happened. I didn't want to be on a spiritual journey. I didn't um, plan to be on a spiritual journey at all. And that's not to say that I'm not enjoying all that's coming with it and all the knowledge that I've gained and just the overall experience. But it's just the truth of the matter is I was not planning on all of this occurring. It just, the universe literally aligned and everything came together where... I just kept having these interactions with different people. And through those interactions, I learned so much about myself. So in December, I had an astrology reading done. So it was like a birth chart reading. I love stuff like that. And through that reading, the messages I received they kind of triggered me and caught me and they called me out. I felt called out. I was called out on my just called out. I was triggered. It was <laughs> it was intense, but much very much so needed. And basically through that experience, I realized that I have a crazy fear of failure, which led me to be an underachiever my whole life. So from the outside looking in, it definitely looks like I achieved a lot. But I know for 100% fact that I've never pushed myself to do anything. When I went to college, I literally picked a major that I knew for a fact that I was going to excel in because 
social work is what I do best at. I'm good at talking. I'm good at helping people with their problems. I'm passionate about injustice and making a change. So I just picked a profession that literally was me. But I say all that to say I never pushed myself to do anything. And my fear of failure actually hindered me a lot. And I started to realize that in the end of December. And when you have a fear of failure, you can't experience life for all that it is because you're limiting yourself to only doing things within your comfort zone and only doing things you know you're going to do good at, which honestly isn't fun when you think about it. It's very safe, though. It was very safe because I knew whatever I did, I was going to succeed for the simple fact that I wasn't going to try and do it unless I knew for 125% that I was going to succeed. So it just, it wasn't good because I found out that, oh, I'm a little parched, need some tea. Okay. But yeah, I realized that my fear of failure also contributed to um, unrealistic expectations that I set on myself, as well as a lot of self-doubt because I would only do things that I was comfortable doing. So when I did have to be pushed out of my comfort zone, which is going to happen in life, even no matter what you try and control and how much you try to only do things that you're comfortable with, you're going to have to step out your comfort zone at times. And during those times, I doubted my abilities a lot because I never allowed myself to really just be and do and achieve to the best of my ability. So I wasn't really sure what my abilities were and what I could do. Um, And all of that really, honestly, is part of the reason why I didn't want to do a podcast because... That's putting me out there. And if I'm put out there and I don't know for 100% fact that people are going to like it, then one, I feel like I wasted my time and I don't like wasting my time. And two, it's just, mm-mm, mm-mm. But I also found that I'm so hard on myself and I find that a lot of people are. Like a lot of people that I know and that I've spoken to that even when they're doing good, it's always in the back of your mind, I could have done better. I could be better. You know, like I didn't do my best. And for me, that created a false um, perfectionist complex. That's something I definitely had to unpack and work through. And if anyone who's listening to this ever finds that they, you know, sometimes have those unrealistic expectations on themselves or they're being overly hard on themselves, I just want to say, be kind to yourself. All you can do is try your best. That's it. That's all you can do is try your best. And regardless of the outcome, you did your best. And that's good enough. That's satisfaction enough in itself. And that's something I really had to learn. And um, come January, I really made an effort to work on myself and work on the things that I realized um, I was dealing with internally. So if you've never heard about shadow work, that is basically when you 
confront your inner demons and the darkness inside of you, basically. And it's basically bringing an awareness to your internal issues, being mindful of it, because that plays a part in your behavior. Your unconscious mind does affect your behavior, how you go about the day, how you go about life. And if you're not aware of what's going on in your unconscious brain, which you aren't because it's unconscious for a reason, then you're going to have situations where you're triggered or reacting in a way that's not like yourself. And you can't really quite put your finger on why, but that's because you're reacting from a place of um, one of your sore spots, one of your triggers, one of your internal issues. So I really focused on shadow work. I will say that I did not dive as deep as I probably should have because that's a lot of pressure. Shadow work is very intense, but I did take um, the information that I had about the fear of failure, the unrealistic expectations, lack of boundaries, not speaking up for myself, and I actively worked on overcoming them. And shadow work was really helpful in doing that. I would definitely recommend shadow work for everybody. Like you could Google some shadow work prompts and it'll just help you focus on, well, not focus on, but it'll help you uncover some of your inner triggers. And sometimes we may think we know our triggers, but come to find out whole time is something else that is really bothering us. And the trigger we thought we knew was just a reaction to the main trigger. So I'm telling you, it's intense, but well worth it. I would recommend it to everyone and anyone. So fast forward to March. March is when everything pretty much peaked. I was in a great space mentally from January to March. Like I was better than how I was before. I was my best self, the best version of myself that I've ever experienced, that anyone has ever experienced. And then March, um, when the whole pandemic started, it's crazy because I understand why this is a stressful time for people. But when I say I needed this, I needed the quarantine, I needed just the time to stop and breathe and really Focus on me and what I want and my needs and what makes me happy and figuring all that out. And in March, that's literally when all of that started. And that's also when my gifts started to peak and really emerge um, or intensify. So it's ironic and very funny because my grandfather's birthday is the end of March and Three days before his birthday, I was outside and I saw a cardinal and I started seeing birds frequently. So cardinals, well, all birds are um, thought to be spiritual messengers and all of them have meaning and significance. So one of the spiritual significances for a cardinal is a loved one who has passed on coming to show you and let you know that they're still there. And it was just wild to me that I've I've seen cardinals before, but 
I did not see as many Cardinals in my whole life as I did the days before my grandfather's birthday and the days following it. And when I say I was seeing Cardinals on a daily basis and it just filled me with so much joy and happiness because I took that as confirmation that, you know, like I'm I'm doing good. I'm good. And no matter how sad I was from experiencing a loss, it was confirmation that I still had somebody there looking out for me. And that meant so much for me. And then I started seeing Blue Jays. And the spiritual significance of Blue Jays is basically it's that throat chakra speaking up for yourself and others. And it's crazy because I would only see a Blue Jay either before a situation where I ended up needing to speak up or after something happened and I did not speak up. It was crazy. It was wild. And I honestly thought I was losing my mind for a period of time because I never, ever, ever see that many Cardinals and Blue Jays and Woodpeckers. Ain't never see that many birds in my life. And then the end of March and then all of April is just birds, like Cardinals daily. I'm seeing Cardinals every day, Blue Jays every day. Very beautiful, quite bizarre. And I think that's when... Um, I kind of had, I guess, a spiritual awakening in a sense. That's when I really was like, oh, this shit is real. Like, I believe that, you know, like people receive messages um, from ancestors who passed on or spirit guides. But those were other people. That wasn't me. That's how I took it. So I was just like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? This some shit. But all of that really led me to getting the confidence to just put myself out there and do something that was completely out of, a, out of the norm for me. This is not something that I would normally do. No matter how much I may talk on social media, no matter how much I may talk to random people that I meet in grocery stores, I've never been the person to really speak a lot in large settings. I don't like large settings. And in all honesty, like I would see this type of platform as a large setting. So that's how this happened. (laughs) It was a long, crazy year, but it was so beautiful and so worth it. And I'm so happy that I got to experience it because I'm at a place now where I am peace. Like I know I exude peace because internally I feel at peace like I'm comfortable knowing that when I do lose somebody it's not really a loss because they you know like I have family here on earth who look out for me and make sure I'm good but I also have my ancestors who have my back and make sure that I reach my full potential and that I am successful, that I'm happy, and that I'm good overall. And I love it. I love knowing that. I love being able to talk about that. And I really wish everyone could experience it because it is so empowering and just just beautiful, honestly. So that is my story about how I got here and a little bit about who I am. So 
I'm not going to keep y'all too long in my pastor voice, but I do want to just briefly touch on how I came up with the title, The Sophista Ratchet Intellect. So I'm multifaceted as fuck and complex. Throughout my life, I've found that I felt the need to kind of minimize parts of myself at times for the comfort of other people. And that's no more. Like, that's a big, ah, ah, we not doing that. Mm-mm. So in creating this title, these are the three parts of me. I'm sophisticated. I'm incredibly intellectual, intelligent, smart. And I'm also a little ratchet at times. And that's okay. It's okay for a woman to be multiple things. You know, we're not one dimensional creatures. We shouldn't have to conform to boxes that society tries to place us in. So this title was literally a fuck you to any structure, person or just standard that perpetuates the false notion that women have to choose between being spiritual and being um A little ratchet and fun. And not to say ratchet in a negative connotation, but I just observed a lot of times it'll be conversations where you're either intelligent and sophisticated and spiritual or you're ratchet. You know, like you're either quiet or loud. You're either, you know, like you either like Erica Badu or Nicki Minaj. And whole time, I am all of the above, and I like all of the above. I will go from listening to Erica Badu, and I will definitely meditate and burn my um, Palo Santo. And then I'll go right to listening to City Girls and turn up with Megan Thee Stallion, and that's fine. And it doesn't change the character of a woman. So that was, that's that. And... I look forward to you guys letting me know what you thought of this first episode. I definitely have a couple episodes already thought up. There will be um, people joining me. I've already spoken to a couple people about them coming on the podcast to talk about various topics. Um, We're definitely going to talk about the fucked up structures in America Just know, just because I didn't touch on it today, we coming for that. Um, We're going to talk about a lot. Just come on this journey, because I promise you. Okay, so the last part got cut off with all the editing. And honestly, I ain't feel like redoing it, because who's starting from scratch? Not I. No, thank you, please. But yes, come on this journey with me because I promise we we won't be in for a ride. It's going to be fun. It's going to be educational. And it may get a little ratchet at times. And who don't like that? Okay? So do come. You're going to enjoy it. Okay?